Hello, everyone. Welcome to Beyond Sunday at Bethlehem, a podcast created to go beyond the Sunday service experience at Bethlehem Church, exploring some of the deeper questions of our faith, offering additional content from behind the scenes from the cutting room floor. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Angela Buckland, and as always, I am beyond excited to host today's episode. Good morning, ladies. Good morning, friends. Welcome to your our first episode, our first live episode of Beyond Sunday. How cool is that? How, how exciting. Surprise. We, uh, we kind of wanted that to be a surprise for you. So uh, welcome. We are so honored that we're, we're really surprised and honored and excited that on a Saturday morning, you guys could have slept in and you're here. So thank you. Thank you for being a part of this. Not only is it our first live episode of Beyond Sunday at Bethlehem Church, it is our first ever women's event that we are joining together across all campuses. So not only are we gathering together here at 316, we are uh, gathered together at our 211 campus and our Oconee campus. So welcome. Thank you, guys. So excited, so honored to be here. So why are we here? We wanted to gather. Obviously, women love to gather together. We love to worship together. And we really wanted to make this and create this event and make this possible because, one, we need Jesus. We need him more than ever. And we wanted to worship together and connect and spend some time connecting together. So thank you for joining us this morning and for being a part of this. So with me today, I have some friends that are joining me on stage. And I'm going to let them introduce themselves and tell us who they are and what season of life you're in. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Um, my name is Martha Gano, and uh, I'm sorry, I got a little flustered there because I saw Haley brought her Bible up here, and I didn't. So. It's my security wow. blanket up here. Okay. So, so, okay. Um, no, I'm actually, I guess you would say I'm in, in the empty nest phase, and that's the phase where you really should probably stop using Snapchat. <laughs> like, I woke up this morning, my 20-year-old texted me, yep. I mean, Snapchatted me, yep, and I was like... <laughs> I have no idea what I asked you, so I'm going to need you to tell me the whole thing <laughs> all over again. That's, that's the phase of life I'm in. Who's next? Um, my name is Haley McCain. Uh, I am married to Ryan McCain. We get to serve at 211. Um, he's the worship pastor there and the student pastor, so it is just a joy of ours to get to be there and to watch what the Lord's doing at the 211 campus. So all my 211 people, I miss you this morning, but um, <laughs> it's good to be here. So I'm excited. I'm a special education teacher and working on year four of that. So it's just awesome. a sweet time. Awesome. Meredith? Yes. All right. Well, good morning. I'm so happy to be here with you ladies. Um, my name is Meredith Carr and um, I'm representing the OC campus. So Whoop. shout out to my Whoop. fabulous yeah. OC ladies. We are the best campus, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and we're very humble. So. Pastor Jeremy reminds us that all yeah. the time. Yeah. Um, but um, I'm a wife. I've been married to my husband, Aaron, for coming up on 17 years. 
uh, which is a miracle in itself, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> um, and we are in the season of life where we are just parenting young children. We went through a long season of infertility, uh, didn't know if that would ever happen for us. And then um, when God said, oh, it's time, then it was time. And he gave us three babies in about the span of three years. So, uh, yeah, that was <laughs> I feel like that, that deserves fun. a round of applause. Yeah, I saw it over here. <laughs> Um, yeah, any moms with little kids, come see me. You can cry to me. I, I get it. It does get better. Uh, but those babies have now grown up a little bit, and so we have a kindergartner and two third graders. So we are just kind of, you know, in it. The, um, the parenting journey has begun. So um, when I'm not mothering them, I am a writer and a speaker. I write for a couple different Christian ministries and have my own little corner of the Internet. So... That's what I do, and my kids are like, what do you do all day, Mom? We're at school. You know, you just sit around at home, so. Um, like, yeah. I do plenty. Just, just trust yes, me. Yes, right. a little bit. You'll, you'll learn later. Um, and for those of you that don't know me, my name is Angela Buckland. I work here at Bethlehem Church with the discipleship team, uh, the best team on, on, uh, at Bethlehem. And uh, we, we just have so much fun doing things like this, creating resources, uh, doing the podcast. We do have a, a, a podcast here at Bethlehem Church called Beyond Sunday at Bethlehem. And if you're not subscribing to that already, please do so. A lot of cool stuff, a lot of interviews, um, just resources for you to help you in your walk with Christ. That's what we do here, and uh, we just want to make that as easy and, um, and, and accessible as possible. So I've asked my friends here to come up here and, and join me this morning. Uh, I've, they were chosen, one, because I love them and respect them tremendously, and their walk with Christ is, um, is an inspiration to me. So we are going to have a conversation here today, and we just wanted you all to be a part of it. We know that as women, we struggle with, it doesn't matter what season of life that we're in. It doesn't matter um, what age we are, what season we're in. I've noticed in all my conversations with women, I've noticed that there is just something universal that we all struggle with. No matter how long you've been walking with Jesus, no matter how long uh, or, or how old you are, um, it, it doesn't matter. These, these struggles are universal, and so I wanted to kind of shed some light on those, and we're going to talk about those today. And the three things that we want to talk about are guilt and shame and isolation, the isolation and loneliness that those things create and cause. And like Sheva said earlier in, during worship, we, we are lied to. Our culture feeds us a steady diet of lies 24-7. That's right. And it is up to us to take charge of our thoughts, of our minds, of the lies that we are being fed on a daily basis and bring those thoughts captive to Jesus and, and, and have the mind of Christ. And so... We are lied to on a daily basis about the things that we should be doing mm -hmm. and the things that we ought to be doing and the things that we're not and the ways that we're failing and the to-do lists and the laundry and the everything that's piling up. And if you're a working mom, you deal with that guilt, the, the time that you're not spending with your children. If you're a stay-at-home mom, you feel guilty for not contributing. It's there. It's ever-present because we have an enemy that lies to us on a daily basis. And so we want to arm ourselves with the word of God and fight those lies with the truth. So 
We're going to talk about overcoming, how we can be victorious and, and overcome the battle for our minds, overcome guilt, shame, and loneliness through the power of Christ-centered community. Amen. So, all right, ladies, y'all ready to dive into this? We're going <laughs> there. All right. So we're going to start with you, Martha. Tell us, tell me, tell our ladies here about a season in your life where you have struggled with guilt or shame. Well, I mean, I feel like we could throw just about any topic out there, right? I'm not enough as a mom. I'm not enough as a wife. I'm not enough even as a daughter or a sister or as an employee or as a citizen or whatever. Um, and I think at the root of that, the core of that, I am not enough is you talk about lies that the enemy has. It's to try to trick us that Jesus' death wasn't enough to pay for everything that we are not or everything we have been that we shouldn't have been. Preach. Wow. So that brings this crazy freedom. And, you know, you're going to hear the word performance. We talked about that earlier. Um, where I realized I, I have spent so much of my life trying to earn what I had the whole time. And that is the favor of God that I am 100% loved. I'm completely, fully loved. I don't have to live up to anything, I don't have to do anything. I'm completely accepted. I have 100% his favor. That's what the older son in the prodigal son story didn't get. He's like, dude, you got it all. Yeah. You've had it all the whole time. What? 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 <laughs> but I've been killing myself trying to be the perfect mom, the perfect this, the perfect that. Um, you know, at this point with adult children, I look back and one of the biggest areas that I've struggled with is that mom guilt. Can I get a witness? Ooh. Yes. It's real. Yes. Here's something the Lord said to me at one point during that journey, because I feel like it takes like a two by four upside the head before I actually hear things a lot of times. Um, he said, hey, you know, actually, Adam and Eve, they had the perfect environment and the perfect father. But they made their own choice. And what I found with, even with my own kids, the more I felt like I wasn't able to make it happen, the tighter my grip on control got, and then the worse things got. Because, you know, how's that working for you? Anybody else here ever do a great job being God? How does, <laughs> no. I found that wasn't right. in my job description. And so um, it took, a, it took a, a long season of a lot of pain to kill some of that in me. But what I found is whenever the Lord is killing something in me, it's to cut out what is killing me. Yes. Yes. Come on. Yes. Right? Yes. So that kind of pain is for a purpose. It's actually pain for my healing, even though sometimes it feels like he's killing me. But the enemy will say, look, he's killing you. He's killing you. No, he's trying to save me. Yeah. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes. Amen. Amen. <laughs> yeah. That's why she's up here. So I, Listen, I, I don't have my Bible with me. So I, Keep you preaching. Know. <laughs> and I want to add to that, Martha, what you said was so great. We can be in the midst of a struggle. And I think that there's this myth that we will one day arrive, and we yeah. will when Come we meet on. Jesus yes. um, in heaven. Okay. But we, there's this, this myth that, that we are going to somehow make it and maintain perfection, but we can have victory in the midst of our struggles. 
we can have victory in the midst of the battle. So if you feel like you're struggling, you're here. You're here. Keep pressing into Jesus the whole time. You can, you can be in the middle of a struggle and still be victorious. Yeah. So, yes. all right. So, Preach. Meredith, you tell us. Tell us about a struggle or a season yes. that you have yeah, gone through. Yeah, this is so good. I love it. Y'all are preaching to me, too. Um, so, <laughs> as myself. I mentioned earlier, our marriage uh, is truly a testament to God's ability and power to redeem and restore Um, so, you know, one of the seasons in my life where I really felt so much shame was early on in our married years. Uh, you should know I'm a super idealist, like love, love. Jane Austen's my favorite author, you know, and when my husband and I got married, it was, you know, very young, 23. And I just thought like, okay, this is it. Like, this is it. We have our happily ever after and we're going to ride off into the sunset and it's all going to be great. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it was not. <laughs> uh, yeah, big surprise. This is why they don't ever, they end the story at, and they lived happily ever after because <laughs> we don't want to read that what comes next. really but works out quite like that. <laughs> it doesn't. Um, but, you know, within six months of our marriage, we, we had just run off into the proverbial ditch. And um, secret sins, hidden strongholds, you know, all these things that we can kind of keep hidden when we're dating or we're putting on our our best foot forward, you know, when when the dust settles from the wedding, it gets real, right? Um, And just the amount of shame I felt walking through what we were walking through. And at that time, I could not have imagined that anyone else in our entire church could have been walking through that. Now I know, like, oh, gracious, I was not alone. But um, that's what the enemy does in our isolation and our shame. And he points a finger and says, oh, no, honey, you, you're the only one. And if people knew, ooh, they wouldn't want to, they would tell you to leave the church and don't come here. That's right. So that shame was so heavy. And then it was compounded by guilt because, you know, we would just show up on Sunday morning and, feel that pressure, that performance yeah, to, yes. you know, put on the dress, put on the makeup and and come to the newlywed class and smile and, oh, we're so happy, yes. Mm-hmm. And we got married in 2005 when social media was kind of starting to really take steam. And so then there was even more pressure, like, okay, yes. I need to prove my happiness. Like, yeah. Look at this picture of us, we're at the beach, you know, never mind that we're dying inside. Right. Um, <laughs> And, but so much like you were saying of how what we think God is using to crush us is actually for our yes. good because mm-hmm. we hit rock bottom at four years in and separated for several months and went through just intensive counseling. And I've never been so heartbroken in my life and just thinking like, God, what is this? I have loved you. I have served you. And why is your hand so heavy on me? Why are you crushing me? Um, And I couldn't see it at the time, but I see now that it wasn't crushing my soul. God was breaking me out of that prison. That prison, right? I mean, come on. We all need to be broken out of that prison of needing to perform, needing to look right, say the right things, pursue perfection, always be okay, um, and, but I didn't know how to be honest and authentic until God had to take me down so far. Um, and my husband both, you know, that we just 
that was the point where healing could begin. And um, that was the roots of my writing ministry were born out of that. And I chuckle now because I'm like, Meredith 10 years ago could never have imagined what Meredith today writes about and speaks about. Yeah. But, um, but that's the freedom that we have in Christ, ladies. And I know that it's scary to think about dropping the mask and getting honest about your life. Um, and you, know, you don't have to go start a blog like I did. You know, God isn't asking everybody to go put it all out there. But um, the freedom that you will experience is so much greater than the fear so of letting good. people in. So, so I just yes. press into y'all to so good, do right. that. Thank you. And That's the point she makes about social media, can we yeah. pause just for a minute? I was yeah. just telling someone beforehand, I'm about to put a post up that says, I'm hiding things from y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. That's another account. That's a private account. No, 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 Angela. Yeah, like, like, and there are a few people in this room that know some of the things in the deep parts of my heart and the, that go, like, there are hard things in my life right now. Mm. And I'll usually, I'll post a, when I process through it on the other end, but while I'm going through it, y'all don't want to know. It's, yeah. it's, it's not pretty. And, um, but we, we think I'm just telling y'all, it is a highlight reel, but, yeah. and you can say that over and over, but you'll look and you'll say, I wish I were, I wish I had, I wish they were. Yeah. Then you get to know the real story and everyone's human. We're all in the same place. But we talked about this, like, have you ever may binge watch wildlife things on YouTube occasionally? <laughs> Have you guys seen those videos where if they can get the young one or the old or the sick one, like the antelope, if the predator... National Geographic. Yeah. I don't know what they are, girl. They just keep feeding them to me. They just keep feeding them. <laughs> Watch next, Martha. Watch next. Blue Planet. Um, but if they can get... Like there's one, I think it's a... Uh, whatever, caribou or something, not caribou, those are in Africa. Wildebeest, oh, thank the you. Um, I mean, they're in Canada. Um, wildebeest gets, it's crossing a river. I think it's an alligator or crocodile that gets the wildebeest and the whole herd comes storming in and tramples that crocodile and they rescue that mm. one out. And that's what community does because when we all get together and go, wait, you don't, your social media isn't real either. You're, you're, you're oh, I'm okay. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Amen. That's right. That's good. <laughs> okay, Haley, tell yes. us about a season where you have um, struggled or had uh, a, a season of guilt or shame. Uh -huh. um, so for me, I think um, it starts when I was little. I like knew Jesus. I was saved young and I'm so thankful for not having like a hell and back testimony. I pray that for my future children. Like yeah. I'm, Amen. I'm so thankful for it. Um, but I kept religion in like this neat tidy box of like, Oh, it's this way. It's gotta be this way. It stays this way. Um, and then, um, we come to Bethlehem and we're around these people. I mean, that's it. We come to Bethlehem. Really. <laughs> Enough um, said. Enough said. But we moved to Bethlehem and we're in this community of people who are all like walking toward Jesus unashamed of like this is where I'm at and I'm gonna lay that before him and like I'm okay with taking steps to my faith and I was like like <laughs> what These, there are people like this out here and so it blew my mind and that was not what I knew and so I had gotten super comfortable and just like fine with walking through like the buffet line of Jesus and saying like oh I'm good with that I'm comfortable with that 
that doesn't cost too much for me. Wow. Like, wow. I, I'm, I'm okay because, like, I don't have to be vulnerable, but, but that stuff I'm going to leave. And so all of a sudden, you know, we're um, in the midst of all these people who are not walking that way, and I'm like, oh, man, my husband's the worship pastor at a campus, and I am struggling with these things. And so it was this moment of just extreme guilt of like, are you kidding me? Like, they're going to find out. These people are going to know that I'm not what I think I am or what I want them to perceive of me. And it was nasty. Like, I was like, oh, gosh, you know? Um, And so fast forward, and part of Ryan's testimony is he um, has this moment of obedience from the Lord, and the Lord calls him to get baptized in front of the church we're leading. Uh And so I'm like, no, you can't do that. You can't do that. Like, they're going to find out. Like, these people are going to know that this is not authentic. And so I was terrified. I mean, I was terrified. Um, But I'm so thankful because out of that is where, like, it's just so beautiful because out of that is where I've found authenticity in relationships. Out of that obedience is where I found, like, oh, like, the shame that I thought I had, like he met me there and the people that we got to do life with out of that was just, I mean, it's beautiful. It's so cool. I love that. I love that. um, And I'm going to butcher this and I hear pastor Kevin say this all the time and I'm not going to remember it correctly because my, my memory fails me these days, but your next step of obedience hinges on, does anybody know it? Can anybody remember it? Anyone, he's, he's probably yelling at it through the screen at the 211 campus right now. Um, but yes, you, your, your faithfulness and you obeying God basically is a chain reaction to someone else obeying God. Yes. Yes. And yeah. so that is so important for, for us to remember that, that it's not just about us. It's yes. not. Come so on. me being vulnerable or, or, or Haley, you being vulnerable or real or dropping those masks, it helps someone else to take that next step of obedience as well. Yes. And as, uh, as small groups are, are, are getting ready, we're about to start signups for small groups. That is so important as small group leaders. Some of you in this room are leading a small group, and that's so incredible. That That is the way that you lead. You lead by vulnerability. You lead yes. by, by, by showing who you really are and allowing Christ, uh, allowing others to see your struggles and how Jesus has helped you and showing how faithful he is because Jesus is bigger than our past. Jesus is bigger than our guilt. Jesus is greater than his gift of grace is greater than our shame. And it covers all of that for us. He covers all of us because he loves us, because he loves us so much. That is his gift. His gift of grace is for us. And that's what we want to encourage all of you to to just grasp that. Grasp his grace because we need it daily. We need it daily. So tell us, tell our ladies more about how the power of Christ-centered community has helped you overcome these struggles. Haley, you want to go first? Sure. Um, I think for me, I had to come to a place where I had to decide do I want all of Jesus or am I okay with just the part of him that I was comfortable with? Mm. And so with that came um, 
the incredible counsel of wise women that came, um, just the community of women that surrounded me was, I mean, it was phenomenal to watch the Lord just place people in my life so intentionally that spoke um, just encouraging words or had the right thing that I needed to hear. I mean, it, it blows my mind really that how he orchestrates all of these little pieces to like perfectly align to be what I need to hear from somebody. Like, I mean, it's, it's mind blowing that he is that sovereign, that he mm-hmm. has control over what you say to me and that's yes. his mouthpiece all of a sudden. That you being in community with me or this person in the room saying something that like that's his words to me, like that yeah. blows my mind, that's yeah. incredible. So, I love that. Martha? Well, you know, we talked about this in the context of loneliness and it was so interesting. Um, so we have a single mom small group here. I don't know if you guys know that, but as small groups get going, you know, single moms that need community and connection. We all need it, and they don't have much that's built in. Let's put it that way. And so we have an online and an in-person version of that. But when Angela threw out the topic of loneliness, um, actually one of the gals in our group uh, forwarded a podcast and we talked on loneliness, and we talked about it next week. So first of all, shout out to the single moms in the room. They're always over there. Um, but one of the first things they identified, and I think you guys will resonate with this, is loneliness has absolutely nothing to do with whether you're alone yeah. or not. It's good. Like loneliness comes from the feeling that you've been rejected, that you're um, alone, that you've been abandoned. Notice I said the feeling because it goes back to the lies that Meredith mentioned. The enemy will tell you that you're alone, you're abandoned, you're rejected, you're not enough, so you'll feel alone. If he can change your perspective, he can get you to change your reality. So what I do, those songs that we sang before, I soak in them. I am not alone. And the truth is, all the things out there that we go to to solve our loneliness issues, husbands, kids, jobs, food, other addictions, shopping, whatever, none of them is going to fill us. It's like putting, we talked about, it's like putting a straw with a, did you ever do that? (laughs) Straw and you staple the end of it and put it in somebody's drink. (laughs) I can't say that I've ever done that, Martha. Now I want to though, like I want to try. It's a new one. The opinions expressed here are not the opinions of Bethlehem Church. Okay, anyway, so when you, <laughs> when you take that straw and you put it in, anything else except your creator, which is who you were created to be connected with, you will never get from that thing what your heart longs for. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. So it could be your health, it could be your marital status, it could be your money or failed business, whatever it is, none of it's going to do it. So when Haley talks about the other people in her life flowing Jesus through her, Mm -hmm. she's not pulling on those people to give her what she needs. What's happening is those people are getting filled up in their relationship they were made for, and then the overflow of who he is flows into other people. That's healthy community and healthy connection. Yes, that's why scripture says, seek ye first. We seek first Jesus. We seek first his kingdom, and then everything else will be added. So we seek him Mm -hmm. first in all that we do. That's why it is so important to have that, that daily meeting time with him and his word, Filling up mm. with him first. 
So yeah. Angel, he dropped that verse in my spirit this morning, and it was almost like it was like when you seek him first, everything else falls into its proper place. Right. You stop trying to pull from other things and people what you needed from him, and it, it go, everything starts clicking. Yeah. Yes. You become a source, or you become yeah. a, 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 a garden a host for Jesus. You're a garden host for Jesus. There you Just go. say it, Angela. <laughs> you have a really great way of putting things. <laughs> I can Shevis, we I need know. a song. We need a country a garden, garden host song for Jesus. <laughs> called A Garden Host for Jesus. Yeah, I mean, community has been so critical to my healing and growth um, as a follower of Jesus. And, you know, sometimes I feel like the enemy can even use the fact that, like, yes, Jesus first, Jesus alone against us. Because sometimes we'll think, like, well, God is all I need. Jesus is all I need. And that's true. But he uses other people in your life to help you continue growing and drawing closer to him. Um, So we were talking about this, just kind of like want to speak a little word to my fellow introverts in the audience. Um, Something that God's been pressing in on my heart is that, um, you know, the way God wired you does not ever exempt you from his call to community. And, you know, for, for those of us who are a little more introverted, you know, like COVID, we kind of liked everything being canceled and we <laughs> were kind of happy thing? to stay home, you I know? I miss those days. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's easy to, um, to fall into a place of uh, self-reliance yeah. and to think like, well, I, I'm okay alone. I like solitude. I don't need other people. And uh, God has really been pressing in on me, especially coming out of COVID and just reminding me of how other people have been so crucial Um, And just to your point too, Angela, what you were saying about how it's not all about us. I think Jason, Pastor Jason was talking about that, about consumerism. Um, You know, sometimes we approach group and this like, what's in it for me? Um, But you've got to remember that that you have something for someone else too. Like what God has done in you and through you may be just what someone else needs. So I think we just can't stress enough the importance of being in Christ-centered community. Amen. That is so good. And FYI, Kevin texted me and the quote. Okay. <laughs> the power of community right there That's and awesome. technology. So <laughs> whose next step of faith hinges That's on your it. next step of obedience? Ooh, so yeah. thanks, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> whose next step of faith hinges on your next step of obedience? That is what... and. and To your point, Meredith, I love what you just said. We get so busy and we think, I'm too busy for a small group. I don't have time. I don't have the energy. I don't have the time to to lead a small group. Y'all, we are too busy not to be. We we do not, we cannot not be in a small group. Yes, (laughs) yes. There we go. We're too busy not to be in small groups. We, there's too much going on. We need connection. We need connection. So... We are going to close this time in prayer. Our time is almost up. I wish we could be here all day. I wish we could be here all day. But um, we want to close in prayer. And at the end, you are going to have some time for connection. So uh, we're going to close this in prayer. So thank you all so much for joining us here with us this morning. Father God, thank you for this time. Thank you for these ladies. Thank you, Lord, that, that... 
it's just, it's, time is so sweet, and we, we're, we, we long for more. And really, Lord, what we want is more of you. And I pray that every woman in this room, under the sound of my voice, would be filled with your spirit, with your presence, with the knowledge of you. Lord, I pray that you would comfort all those who mourn. Your presence would be near us, that you would go before us, that you would personally go before us. You promise that in your word, and you prepare the way for them this week, um, for the rest of their day. Lord, help them to be aware of your presence, and that any time the enemy tries to throw a lie of guilt, of condemnation, you remind them that they are your daughter, and that there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Jesus. We thank you for that. Thank you that those of us that are in Christ Jesus, we can come to you with all of our needs. It doesn't matter how needy we are. Our neediness does not scare you. It does not scare you. It does not turn you away. You turn toward us in our neediness. Thank you for that. Father, I pray that if anyone here does not know you, that they would seek someone out, that they would come and find one of us afterwards and pray, and, and we, Lord, we, we just want to lead people to you. Thank you for your time, for this time together. Uh, Lord, we just ask you for your presence to be with us, and Father, if anyone, if there's anything that anyone resonates with, anything that we said, God, that anyone wants to come up for prayer afterwards, then, then so be it. Lord, we're here. We're available. We just want to serve you. And it's in your son's name that we pray and we give you thanks for this time. In Jesus' name, amen.